You know, of course, don't litter. It's never an acceptable option to litter. But if you, as a human being, decide to never buy a single-use product, you buy your own, you know, metal bowl, you buy your own set of silverware, you have that stuff cooked onto a carabiner on you, you have your own little metal cup, you got a jug for water, you never need to rely on all of these terrible single-use items, which just create all of this unnecessary waste. And all of that money that these big corporations are making only goes towards making things harder for other humans. Welcome to the Sovereign Society podcast, a sacred lifestyle sanctuary empowering you to honor the journey, trust the process, and radiate your radness. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, soulful business mentor, kundalini yoga teacher, and modern medicine priestess who's on a mission to anchor heaven on earth in this golden era. Join me every week as I'll be sharing with you real talk conversations with some of my favorite sacred disruptors, modern mystics, and soulpreneurs. We are a collective of conscious creators who understand that life is happening for us, not to us. As our contribution to the evolution of humanity, we are honored to share with you all things social justice, personal empowerment, and what it takes for you to activate your legacy. From the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for tuning in and supporting the Sovereign Society podcast. Prepare yourself because the journey to reclaim your power awaits. Hello, 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 and welcome to this new episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. I can hardly contain myself. I'm so excited for you to hear this episode because I recorded this almost a year ago and I waited until festival season came back around because this conversation is like one of the most important conversations and it's going around right now. Shout out to my sister, Sahara Rose. Episode three, I know a lot of you heard me on her podcast too, the Highest Self podcast, and um, she really brought is bringing the awareness about plastics in the oceans, and I just appreciate that more and more people are consciously talking about it, so thank you, sister, for sharing that. But festival season's here, and if you saw me on my Instagram the other day, like, I had a rebirth. <laughs> Watching Carl Cox at Ultra, and if you didn't know, um, starting 2010, I should say, really, I became—I was a music journalist, and I started uh, my blog back then. It was called Peace Love EDM, and I was interviewing DJs and covering festivals and all the things. Music, it was my joy. It saved my life. Dur- during that time, I was just discovering who I was. Um, after diving into that community of going to raves and just the whole festival culture and my life would never be the same, you know, from that, from those experiences. And since 2015 now, I've been teaching at festivals. Um, I'm teaching at my eighth Desert Hearts, seventh, eighth, I think it's my seventh actually, my seventh Desert Hearts um, at the end of this month excited to be with my fam taught at burning man i've taught at symbiosis i've taught at lightning in a bottle organ eclipse like uh nothing brings me shakti fest like i love teaching at festivals because it's that time for me just to really like share my love uh for festivals for saving my life after years of prolonged depression it's also been the catalyst for my transformation and my growth one of the major catalysts most definitely and with festival season here and it's very interesting because growing up in the desert like you know there's this festival I don't know if you've heard of it it's called Coachella (laughs) literally my backyard and I remember just going you know as in my college years and a little bit after too, it's been a couple years since I've been back, but to see the evolution of that, I just remember when I was on my difficult LSD trip there back in 2012, just seeing the amount of trash all over the place was just breaking my soul. Like it was so hurtful and Gaia was just like crying to me being like, please help me sister, please. And so uh, that mama was just, you know, I'm just listening to, to what, the guidance has been and to bring more awareness. And so um, when I recorded this last year at Desert Hearts, I was just feeling the urge that like I really needed to to make a difference and to do something that just really was calling out my soul. And I brought my podcast equipment with me 
And there's this group that goes to all these festivals, the transformational festivals. They're called the Trash Pirates. And they're people that pick up trash. They pick up moop, matter out of place. And they're recycling all the trash that people leave behind. And as a burner, and since so many of our transformational festivals are really, um, there's it's just that ethos of Burning Man. A lot of it is that self-reliance, you know, and the importance of us like really pack in, pack out and to be conscious consumers about our waste and what we bring into the festivals. Because I just remember one time camping at Coachella, people were leaving fucking easy ups and like chairs and food and trash and ice chests, like so much shit behind. And it just was like so heartbreaking. I was like, dude, come on, we're better than this. And so this conversation was really important for me. And I found Moon was just hanging out. And I have a picture of Moon and I in the show notes, as well as on my Instagram. But Moon's a gem. And it's very interesting seeing the synchronicities and the signs the universe likes to throw. Because for a while, Moon attended my alma mater, Chapman University. And so it's just very fascinating to see the synchronicities of that. Like, okay, I I see you, universe. But I got along. um, I was able to have this conversation with Moon and Sophie, who was the green team lead uh, for Desert Hearts last year. And Moon is the documentarian. And Moon just hangs out and really creates beautiful content about what's going on at these festivals and and the whole process of picking up trash at these festivals so with Coachella in my backyard uh, this weekend and next weekend and just the festivals are all coming right now like and the energy is feeling really good you know doing this work and being part of this community for the past nine years like I'm very connected and feeling like people have been really doing the work so if you're part of my community and you're listening to this I really honor you guys because you're doing it Speaking about community, I want to thank those of you who've been leaving reviews on iTunes to really help support the podcast. I do this for you guys and you guys are my fuel to keep going. So when you just take a few minutes of your time and share how the podcast has moved you, how it's helped you, how it's taught you, how it's supported you on your journey, it's what gets me going. My love language is words of affirmation. I'm a, I'm a Gemini, like Mercury, all the things. So your words really mean the world to me. So I want to give a shout out to the active element who left a review and says, real medicine. I was searching one day for something to help mentor me along the path of stepping out of the spiritual closet. And I found Sabrina. This woman has an incredible power and works tirelessly to help usher in this generation of light workers. She speaks straight to the goddess in me. I find her topic so helpful for nurturing both the divine masculine and the divine feminine all of us. Oh, babe, thank you so much. And thank you guys all for your love and for your support and sharing this message. And this one is going to be a really, really good one for you to really share and really think about. So this episode to me is just so special because we're talking about festival sustainability and the truth about trash because I just want to be able to bring more awareness and I'm very passionate of my activism and just helping educate people. And I think that's what we have to do, especially educating the ones that may be a little more challenging, like where's the common ground that we can really connect. So I've really seen that a lot with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. So I really appreciate that. Um, And also side note, um, my spiritual godmother, I like to call her Marianne Williamson, um, she's hosting a, she's going to be part of a CNN town debate. And I'm really excited that she's having her town hall on Sunday, this Sunday, um, April, what is that, 14th? April 14th at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern on CNN. And I want to share that shout out because I just want to continue to bring forth and honor the voices of the progressive movement to really clean this planet. And Marianne's very fond of the Green New Deal I'm going to be educating you here on these podcasts because as this is my passion. So if you want to keep hanging out, you're going to be getting educated here. <laughs> but I just really wanted you to tune in and start 
hearing I'm just I'm really optimistic for what the future holds and this episode really shows that we talked about festival sustainability we talked about how the micro impacts the macro the truth about your single-use products the intention the ethos and the mission of the trash pirates understanding where your trash is going and bringing a deeper awareness about these microplastics which are really interesting to learn about also really dope innovative technology and nature doing her thing and to really help us answer the, the call to really become aware of our trash issue as well as what it means to embrace the four R's and how to properly honor and sort your trash, which is really, really important. A lot of truths you may not know about. And my favorite part of the conversation was the truth about butts. So I'm really excited to be sharing with you the Trash Pirates. Um, if you are going to Desert Hearts this year, while I don't have the times yet, no one has the times. <laughs> I am teaching two classes uh, at Desert Hearts, so I'm very excited to be sharing Kundalini Yoga and Sound Medicine for my alchemy sessions. So if you listen to the podcast and you end up coming to one of my classes, let me know so I it's nice to see your face. And even if you're not going, if you want to support the podcast, remember to subscribe and like. We've got a YouTube channel where you can watch and listen to all the conversations Um, But yeah, leave a comment, share with your friends. Without further ado, I'm excited to be sharing with you the Trash Pirates for all things festival sustainability and the truth about trash. Enjoy. So coming to you live from Desert Hearts Festival... This is so exciting. I'm so excited to have this conversation because I feel like it's an opportunity for me to really honor my roots as to where I am today. And when I first got involved in this community, like back in 2010, my intention was to really showcase the people of the community and how they're really bringing social awareness and also making a social impact through their art and through their presence and through their being. And so I was teaching a class. I knew I was gonna like bring my podcast equipment with me because I was like, dude, I'm going back to basics when I was like running Peace Love EDM and I was like, I wanna be able to really showcase, my intention was that to showcase the community and to showcase the people in it. So right now we're recording this in a dumpster because I'm here with the trash pirates. Yar. Yar, yes, and I have Moon here. And share with us what your title is here. So I'm our in-house documentarian. It's my job to document the trash process from all of our wonderful on-site options, including compost, landfill, recycling. Yes. And it's really amazing because this is my sixth Desert Hearts and countless festivals. But this is the first one post-Earth Day. And even with that post-Earth Day, it feels like there has been this awareness of like realizing like how much plastic we're using, the amount of single use we do, and how we can bring that awareness. And it was really amazing because before coming in here, the people of Desert Hearts, they shared your video that you made to really help educate and to bring awareness. And so with this being the 10th Desert Hearts, how many have you been documenting now? This is my third Desert Hearts. So this is actually my three-year anniversary of working with the Pirates. Awesome. And I came here as a volunteer and instantly just started shooting in my free time. You know, I was taking pictures of the Pirates because it truly inspired me. Seeing these people who were so passionate, not about the music, not about the drugs, not about the party, but about the trash. It was literally eye-opening. Seeing how much trash an event creates, oh my God. Yeah. I you You'll never forget it. Totally. It's really funny because uh, a huge part of my difficult LSD trip that I had at Coachella six years ago was connecting with Mother Gaia and seeing the amount of trash on the floor. And she was just like crying to me saying like such a lack of disrespect on, on my land and that people are just throwing trash and expecting. And so that was just heartbreaking for me. That was a very difficult part of my trip was just to see the lack of awareness and the lack of care. And then since being involved in the transformational festival community, very much Burning Man, like 
had to bring your own stuff and like pack in, pack out and how that's kind of the ethos. It's like standard in our transformational festival community, but there's still people that don't really follow that. And so the fact that you guys are here and you're, you're being smart about it this year too. Like you're offering like, Hey, pick up 20 pieces of trash and you can be in a raffle to win another ticket. Or like you have bins around and you know, you allow people to drop things off. And if they haven't sorted like $5 donation, so it's like being really smart as to how you guys are really helping bring awareness. But this is my first festival since Oregon Eclipse Gathering. I taught there. I'm teaching three classes here. And tapping into the collective energy, I'm feeling that there is definitely a stronger awareness about single use, about um, just overall partying. And I think because we're also getting older, so it's like... I can't party as hard as I used to. Like, I definitely went to bed last night at, like, 10 o'clock at night. I was like, dude, I'm getting too old for this shit. But, like, I love it. This is my community and this is my people. So how have you seen in those three years, like, the higher awareness of people really collecting their trash and sorting it right and using single use or not using single use? How have you seen that shift? I would say Desert Hearts has always been one of the festivals that has truly loved the pirates. And... One of the festivals where people truly tell you how much they appreciate your work, which is pretty incredible. You know what I'm saying? You've been working mm -hmm. five hours picking up litter. Your eyes have been glued 45 degrees on the floor. It's hot. You're sweating. You know, the music is incredible. And then cold at night. Oh, yeah. Absolutely <laughs> cold at night. And then someone comes out of nowhere to tell you, hey, like, I love you. You know Aww, what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I love what you're doing. And not just that, but I'm going to help you right now. I'm going to take some of my time mm -hmm. away from dancing I'm gonna help you pick up litter in front of my friends and then my friends are gonna help you pick up litter and then their friends and it just becomes this ripple and it's pretty beautiful I um and you by the way moon here on the dance floor always has the biggest smile and it's just like blessing up so thank you for that it's it's my honor <laughs> seriously it's my honor I get to be alongside some of the most inspirational muffin flippers in the business yes and it's um no, it's truly a blessing to be here. Nice. Okay, so how do you feel? Because, like, I wanted to reach out to you guys because I was like, okay, so I'm very big lately hearing the micro level and how this is helping impact the macro. So what do what is, like, your vision with what the, pa the Trash Pirates are doing and how this can be rippled out into the world? Yes. Our MO is end single use. Yeah. That is our the one biggest thing we're trying to push you know of course don't litter it's never an acceptable option to litter but if you as a human being decide to never buy a single-use product you buy your own you know metal bowl you buy your own set of silverware mm -hmm. you have that stuff cooked on onto a carabiner on you you have your own little metal cup you got a jug for mm -hmm. water you never need to rely on all of these terrible single-use items which just create all of this unnecessary waste Mm -hmm. And all of that money that these big corporations are making only goes towards making things harder for other humans. Mm -hmm. You know, Nestle, one of the biggest providers Ugh, of water, the worst. doesn't believe that water is a human right. And that, to me, is criminal. So mm -hmm. to contribute to single-use water is to directly influence mm -hmm. their sphere. And I literally can't stand for that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, just even the awareness of where our water is coming from and how a lot of these water companies are es essentially raping the land and like are taking resources from places that are already droughted like i live in joshua tree so it's like nestle rolls through yeah you know and like we barely have any water right now arrowhead water same thing but it's like they're taking more water than what they're supposed to but because they're a massive corporation it's oh, just yeah. like oh. they pay literally four hundred dollars and they make millions off of it mm -hmm. meanwhile flint michigan's been without clean drinking water for three and a half years totally and people are getting sick people are like dying yeah and that's the thing i think that people are so distracted in today's modern era with this cell phone with the social media mm -hmm. that it becomes a misused tool it can be a tool to create so much enlightenment you know to spread a message amongst everyone in your life and mm -hmm. their lives which is pretty amazing which is why we're here exactly <laughs> exactly we're trying to retake social media and yeah. make it something that people can actually use to benefit their lives sustainability has been a huge factor for me and you know it's really amazing because uh coming to this desert hearts i've been to a couple festivals i was to a lot of festivals last year but last year i kicked off festival season 
um, with Envision. Yes. And Envision in Costa Rica, they are so on it. Like, you really have to bring your own plate and your own cup or you rent it. Yeah. And then you wash it. And then you're able to bring it back. And then you get a coupon. Or they serve on banana leaves. And there's compost bins everywhere. Oh, like yeah. We, there's uh, a we higher run awareness. the waste management for Envision. I was actually down there myself this last year. Oh, man. Yeah. How is that experience, seeing it being, like, in the middle of the jungle and seeing that versus, like, back in the States? Like, how do you think that awareness is from another another country um, cultural aspect? I would like to say it's completely different, but the fact is it's not. It's still a music festival, and it's still influenced by tourists who have capitalist-enforced state of mind. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I saw a lot of people leave behind tents, mm. leave behind litter. And it's this same mentality of, you know, I'll buy it for the festival, I'll use it, and then I'll just leave it. You know, yeah. these people think that there's this magical place called Away. You throw something away. Mm -hmm. and this is something that Soph's going to touch on later in her interview. She has this concept, there is no Away. Mm -hmm. All of this stuff in our dumpster will soon be Away. But by Away, we mean it's going to be buried in our in our earth right. forever. Right. How how is that an acceptable how is option? This, how is yeah? How is that going to sustain multiple generations? How have we been doing this for hundreds of years? Mm -hmm. it, it literally, it makes no sense. Literally. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, and it's I mean, <laughs> it's time we all wake up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's a it's a time for a new societal schema, mm -hmm. and I'm really looking forward to breaking down some of the kind of stigmas that surround trash, because mm -hmm. I think that's the true power. These unethical stigmas enforced mm -hmm. by these giant corporations that like to keep people separated from their trash mm -hmm. and also like to blame them for their trash. Mm -hmm. You know, instead of these corporations really dealing with the fact that their products are A, terrible, mm -hmm. made out of plastic that's based on petroleum, mm -hmm. B, non-biodegradable, completely mm -hmm. toxic, harmful to our oceans, harmful to our animals, mm -hmm. they'd rather blame the consumer for littering than create a sustainable biodegradable product. Mm -hmm. It's fucking nuts. It is. And the more <laughs> we let it go on, the worse it's going to get. Yeah. Like, people don't like to give up power. No. So that's why we got to take it back. Yeah. Well, we are taking it back. And I think that's what so much of our generation, like, I'm so over being like, oh, millennials, you guys are just think, like, everything is given to you. And, like, everything is, you know, like, you guys don't give a shit. And it's like, no, we're actually cleaning up your mess. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to interview Sophie? Yeah, she can come on. Here, yeah. I have another mic. Sit down. Join us. Yeah. So we're adding another one. This is live. Like, this is happening. Yeah, grab a grab a seat. So we're adding more. We are adding Sophie here because she was like, hey, I want to sit on trash. And she's got her we little Sophie can. Here. Ahoy. Tell us, tell us what your responsibility is. So at Desert Hearts this year, I am the... Uh, green team lead which means I coordinate the uh, entirety of the waste on site um, so that means all the waste that comes from our food vendors all the waste that comes from the campers mm -hmm. all the waste that comes from the venue which uh, is all processed through infrastructure that we set up we bring um, and then you know largely you know our, our entire organization is able to run off of our volunteers our work exchangers and to me that's where the most powerful you know, change comes about because people get to have this visceral experience of trash, of waste, at the mass that, you know, you don't experience in your everyday life mm. because we're sitting in a dumpster right now. Yeah. It's, it's 40 <laughs> yards of trash. Um, but, you know, to be able to know this and then to think of, like, you know, the average human over a lifetime produces, like, 1,100 human graves worth of trash. But how do we, how do we contextualize that? Right. That volume without like experiencing it. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's what we do. So how many years have you been part of the Trash Pirates here at Desert Hearts? This will be my... Or festivals, you should say. Festivals, uh, this will be my fourth circuit out. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I started as a volunteer. Actually, my first volunteer experience was at Desert Hearts. Um, <laughs> so this is like, it's, it's awesome to be here. This is my first lead experience as full on lead of the event too. Yeah. So it's, it's really exciting. Thank you for your commitment Thank for you. being here. Yeah. So, okay. So now like this, uh, desert hearts, there's 6,000 people. So it's rapidly growing. How are you seeing the awareness growing as the capacity grows? 
So first of all, I have to say that Desert Hearts is an incredible crew to work with because they are so about us trash pirates. They're about um, respecting the native land that this event is thrown on and they really support all the efforts that we have to, uh, uh, you know, to raise awareness to, we say, um, sorry, to raise awareness and we say to, to maximize awareness and minimize waste. Um, and, you know, we have the Eco Hub here, which is front center. Can you it's share what that is? The Eco Hub is our front of house education center. It's where we receive questions about trash. It's where we take uh, 20 pieces of moop, which is matter out of place, a.k.a. litter, um, in exchange for a raffle ticket, which could win you a ticket to the next year's event, um, which is just, you know, giving that extrinsic motivation that sometimes mm -hmm. you need as a kick in the ass to get people to care. Mm -hmm. But it really works, you know, it's incredible. Oh, yeah. That's and what then, I was saying earlier, it was brilliant. Yeah, and there's, <laughs> there's like the psychology of the broken window effect, you know, where if there's trash on the ground, people consider it to be a social norm and they'll follow in the norm. You know, we are, we are very much, we're very well trained. Um, you know, Moon, I heard the very tail end of what you were talking about. And, uh, you know, we're well trained consumers because it's very profitable for us to be that way. But, um, yeah. Sorry, distracted by consumerism as always. <laughs> EcoHub, uh, yeah, EcoHub is great because it, it counteracts also the the tendency for our job to become entirely back of house, entirely something that is out of sight, out of mind, which is um, to tie back in the consumeristic point, something that's really convenient for corporations and the powers that be to um, perpetuate that mindlessness um, and what we call the away mentality, because you know throw things away but that place does not exist there is no way we live in a single world a finite amount of space mm -hmm. and we are rapidly filling it and the fact the plastic conversation oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, damn i wish i had some i have i have some scary plastic facts but i always i'm don't well, afraid to put too that, many like, zeros the in fact it. that uh <laughs> enough zeros you know like the trash that's in the ocean right now is almost twice it's the more, size of Texas soon. And like, well, if that's, we continue. that's one single island of trash. Yeah. So there's about seven prominent ones. The most prominent one now is uh, three times the size of Texas. Um, nuts. And the reason that they become islands is because plastic is more buoyant than water. So it floats. And then, you, you know, have all these floating plastics and, you know, plastic bags, which are the most second most prominently littered item in America after cigarette butts, you know, very easily interpreted to be different aquatic creatures by other aquatic creatures. And that's why you see these enormous statistics of animals choking on uh, marine debris. Um, you know, and even just seeing like how there's like birds and they open up the stomach or they're dead on the ocean. And it's just like filled with plastic. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, I think plastic is like one of the most prominent killers of marine life today. And also the uh, weight of plastic is greater than the weight of fish in the ocean currently. There's wow. more like that. And like what's scarier than that, a lot of that fucking shit, excuse me, is microplastics. Yes. Like, ugh, microplastics are. And can you explain what microplastics are? So microplastics are uh, essentially the, the, the end results, what we might have called biodegradation if, you know, um, it was a bioplastic or anything that was um, organic in the sense of being a polymer chain that can be broken down by the uh, aerobic processes that exist like in in the earth mm -hmm. you know um, and then you know you get microplastics because plastics don't break down into into nothingness again you know it's not an ashes to ashes they, they maintain their their shape and when they do break down they release bpa mm -hmm. um to the extent that i think it's like in the 90 percentile of people in america above the age of two test positive for bpa in their system like okay so That's fish nice. are eating plastic we eat fish we eat plastic like again the whole like there is no way like we're fucking ourselves because it's all it's all in the same yeah, loop, it's a cycle. you know, <laughs> and we can we can pretend that there's an away and that we can push it to the corners of our minds. But there's, you know, there's only so far it can go. Um, unfortunately, you know, a lot of climate change and plastic pollution, uh, like most other social, economic, environmental mm -hmm. issues, 
uh, most prominently affects those communities in the world that already um, have experienced systematic oppression, um, disproportionately affecting impoverished people, people who can't afford to live in nice neighborhoods, who live near nuclear plants, mm -hmm. who live... Um, Power lines. And, yeah. yeah. And, you Telephone know, lines. Mm -hmm. And you have the ability, you know, to cross borders and buy land somewhere else and put whatever you want on that or land and not follow their environmental code and then hop back or not follow the environmental code you're held to in your own country and screw over, you know, someone else and and uh, those human beings and then be able to skip out on the, the justice and the consequences when those people suffer. <sighs> so how do we? <laughs> it's just it's just like so frustrating, you know, and it's yeah. like, OK, but this is how we make the social change is like because we're like, OK, enough is enough. Yeah. And I think, you know, for me, I think a lot of it is like this conversation it's like having those like chilling moments of like how could we conceivably deal with this because the problem is so massive but then you know there is the incredible time that we live in uh, technology holy wow you know we are aware that we need to be dealing with this problems maybe not in every part of the world maybe not you know in our own goddamn government um, but that doesn't mean that people aren't still innovative. That doesn't mean that people haven't come up with, for example, the fact that uh, there's like a moth larvae with an enzyme in their stomach that can digest styrofoam. There's like Whoa. mushrooms that can digest different parts of plastic and edible mushrooms. Like there are possibilities on the horizon. So but there is hope. There is hope. <laughs> there is hope, but it's about like awareness. It's about awareness and like understanding that this kind of global climate change is exponentially uh, polarizing. It is uh, something that becomes more and more extreme and we're already past the breaking point. You know, the carbon levels in our atmosphere are already past what scientists years ago said is like the breaking point. We're, it, the time is now. Mm -hmm. Like we needed to care like in the 80s. Mm -hmm. We needed to care during the Industrial Revolution. We needed to care post-World War II when the American government decided to keep selling plastic to the American people after they realized how profitable it was to have those industries running during World War II. Mm -hmm. Or World War, yeah, World War II, post-Depression, post-like, you know, the hoarding mentality of the Great Depression. You tell all these people that they can buy single-use plastic. They can buy these things that they can see their wealth visibly represented by the amount they are able to waste because mm -hmm. their entire history was the need to scavenge and hold on to everything and we've reversed that mentality for profit um so screw that stop We're using single-use stuff um you know take responsibility for your own waste recognize that we live in the age of the goddamn internet google stuff if you're curious about how to help like just Google, like, cool ways to help the environment, totally. ways to cut down single use. Like, talk to people who are already in the field. Like, I love that we're having this conversation, but I also, it's like, I wonder what it is that, like, you know, in this field, it's like we have a lot of outreach programs. The EcoHub allows us to have interface with people, but you still come up against moments of, like, you know, how do you really get someone to care? You know, you can get someone to pause and listen to you, but are you changing their mentality? Are you really getting inside their head and getting them to 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 care and i think you know i that's feel the it thing. i feel <laughs> it a little bit being here i was saying to moon walking up here into the dumpster i was like you know what the fact that earth day was a couple days ago it's still really fresh in our in our awareness and our consciousness because it was like the other day earlier this week so the fact that like people are like i'm hearing people walking by talking about like oh fuck plastic you know and like things like that so it's really awesome that there is an awareness and I mean majority of us here are educated like we're pretty smart kids cookies adults now you know so it's there's no denying that we're aware and I feel like the more we have these conversations this is why I said like what I, I was like all right so I'm bringing my equipment because I'm gonna figure out or tap into like what conversations need to be spoken about and like you know being at a festival for instance fashion how fashion's the number two polluter in the outside of gas and animal agriculture and yeah like nuts because all of the dyes are going into the waters like 
the amount of fast fashion and how things are just like people are just recycling things. And it's plastic. Yeah. Let me also mention microplastics. One of the largest causes of microplastics is uh, washing machines because when you're washing mm-hmm. your clothes, you are releasing microplastics from those synthetic materials. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they have filters recently invented in like the last few years that can filter out those microplastics. But then it becomes a question of like, whose responsibility is it? You know, is mm-hmm. it the washing machine companies to have to re model all of their machines is it the individual consumer to be you know like uh having the the amount of money the privilege to be able to add in that extra filter is it the government requiring like subsidies in order to buy those kinds of filters and prevent that waste you know yeah these are all conversations to continue to be discussed because the more we have these conversations the more we have this awareness this is when it's like okay like, so now when you know better, you do better, right? That's what Maya Angelou always said. And that's something that's very strong with me is that when you. Kn- and so <laughs> we have a party in the dumpster now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just really appreciate the work you're doing and, the, and your passion to bring the awareness. And like I said, I just feel like I've been doing these festivals for years now. And I do feel there's been a really, really massive shift of awareness. Yeah, I, I, I think that we can't help but get better. And I'm uh, optimistic. Yeah, no, I, I, I am too. This event is a wonderful reminder of how receptive people are. And a lot of it is really just education. Like, I want to believe that if you gave people the opportunity to do the right thing, then they would do the right thing. But it's just a matter of figuring out that empathetic element of how do you relate to people? How do you, you know, uh, find the thing that makes them care, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I really appreciate the work you're doing and your commitment and your time. How long are you here, like, sorting after the festival? So, you know, that depends on the campers. Um, We've really tried hard to be doing outreach and getting everyone to know that, you know, first and foremost, we'd love them to pack in, pack out, take responsibility for their own waste. They brought it here, take it out. Um, You know, depending how much people leave in the campgrounds, we'll see. But I should think we all should be out here as a full crew till Tuesday, Wednesday is our trash party, trash party best party, and uh, probably out here till Thursday or What's Friday. What's this trash party? Oh, it's the best party. <laughs> we use all the donations from people on their way out, and uh, we celebrate the the glory that is Desert Hearts trash. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah, because I know with me too, it's uh, like I that's something that I've been really passionate about is just like. I probably, I have like the small trash can, like for Burtech, whatever. I'll put that out like maybe once a month. I have my own compost in my backyard and my recycling goes out like maybe every three weeks, once a month. So it's something that I've been pretty passionate about and pretty aware of this year. It's yeah. really important. And so that's why I was like, dude, I got to get the trash pirates because like these conversations are kind of just getting started, really. Yeah. I, I applaud you for, for being aware and like I'm so stoked that you're here and like it's been warming my heart all weekend how much people are receptive to it like it, Desert Hearts has that open atmosphere already has that love that desire to like you know we are all Desert Hearts it has that collective identity to it so it's like being able to lean into it and remind everyone of that like macro application of this micro community is fucking awesome yeah it starts with us like be the change you wish to see in the world and that's why I feel like people are really recognizing it and like you have all the signs in the portos talking about like what is compostable our shitterature yeah I came up with that patented <laughs> trash pirates shitterature. Beat it while you shit and learn. It's so beautiful too. Yeah, it's like really well designed. Yes, Kate uh, Steinloff designed them. She's an awesome artist. Yeah, at Childish Bambina Instagram. But ah, <laughs> awesome. So as we're here and we're wrapping up. What is there anything you would like to share that we haven't really discussed that you think is super important? I would love to go over uh, our four favorite R words, which is refuse, reduce, reuse, recycle, and the fact that those are hierarchically listed in that order. Because first of all, you refuse the consumption, you find other options. 
Um, you know, you can put reimagine as a little offshoot of that one and then reduce, you know, uh, finding all the ways in which you can, you can reduce the amount that you're consuming, limit things. Uh, the, one of the biggest, uh, causes of waste at events is overpacking. Mm-hmm. We just, we just go to Walmart and we fill the cart and just get so stoked, but it's like not really planning through what that consumption will end up as. Mm-hmm. Um, and then recycle. Last one, last resort. Why not just, you know, make something that will last forever instead of having to make something that, you know, has to be reprocessed at an industrial level, which also, reminder, is incredibly uh, costly in fossil fuels, all that transportation. Um, Yes, a lot of recycling facilities are localized. That's the reason that recycling is different in a lot of places and you have these different community standards and also, you know, another tagline of the difference in different communities uh, of their access to different resources and ability to deal with resources. Um, and, but you know, we, we still recycle, we love recycling because there's, there's a lot of things that are worth recycling. Mm -hmm. And I think recycling systems are getting better and better and certainly better than ending up in a goddamn anaerobic landfill. For sure. (laughs) Okay. So real fast before we leave, can you share what are things that are compostable? What are things that are recyclable? Because I feel like people do want to make a better change but again going with that education right on yeah um i think the biggest miscategorized thing i see um is soft plastics yeah you know like recyclable plastic is hard rigid plastic if it crinkles in your hand if it's squishy if it's a bag if it's styrofoam like like your bag bag of carrots like that is considered landfill yeah except in you know like san francisco for example recycles those now um, so I guess I'm speaking regionally mm-hmm. to uh, most of Southern California, and uh, yeah, you can collect them in some places in mass, but like if you're just putting them out in like a regular old recycling bin, it ends up getting streamed out to landfill. Elaborating on that, all uh, grocery stores that stock items that are in these clear plastic foams, if you, like Soph said, if you bundle them together in California, they have a recycling program for thin plastic. Wow. Yeah, awesome. it's clear, thin plastic. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like what your strawberries and berries are in, is that what you're saying, or which ones? No, because that's That's more rigid, rigid. Mm-hmm. so it's still like a box shape. It's hard. It's what we call clamshell. Mm-hmm. Um, but like maybe like the wrapping around your everything is plastic. Like your like coconut like oil, the plastic that's yeah, wrapped around that. Yeah, that little bit or, you know. Yeah. Um, so, but that's, that's again, like... Um, last resort. Last resort. Recycling. Better to not have bought that and perpetuated those systems mm-hmm. and that production, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day. Well, that's, it. that's where your power, you have, your power is really in the way. Your consumer power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that power does the best when it is joined with other power because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, most of us are broke as fuck. I don't, I don't spend a lot of money. Luckily, we get to live off trash a lot. Thank God for trash. I'm able to feed myself almost entirely off of donation food during event season, in between events. You know, I hope everyone knows. Shout out to the world and their trash. Thank you for keeping <laughs> us alive. <laughs> Thank you, trashy world. Okay, so what are other things that are considered? Because, um, like, compost, for instance, can't be bleached. Uh, yeah. Papers, right. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where I think it just it's a problem solving thing, critical thinking thing of like, okay, think about like what wants to be soil again. Like, does your plant really want that bleach? Like, think about the production mm-hmm. as well as like the rejuvenation, the re- the recycling. You know, that next stage of the process. It's like uh, all these and also like unnamed chemicals you know I have some doubts about uh how much knowledge we really have about everything that's in everything (laughs) um totally just because you know they're not saying on the on the wrappers what the plastic what the is made what material made the plastic unless it's like hey like we're you know compostable material like yeah, yeah, you know, no one, no one talks about how, you know, receipts are one of the largest, like, ways of uh, internalizing BPA because it just rubs off on you. Like, if you're, like, a cashier or something, you handle a lot of receipts, like, you can just up those levels. It causes infertility. It causes other health issues. It's just 
it's not something it's a compound that has been combined that is uh inorganic and difficult to uh to remake into monomers but um i just learned this at the marine debris conference in san diego where i had a homie curate a trash art show it was really cool um but learned there that yeah you now can indeed uh separate those polymers into monomers again Wow. So that is revolutionary in terms of being able to, uh, you know, make them into better materials than plastic and the same kinds of plastics that we've been making when there's so many better options, you know? Mm. Awesome. Is there anything yeah. else you like, any misconceptions in recycling that you think should be, there should be a little more awareness around? Um, you know, everyone should start compost bins. Yeah, compost, compost, compost. The only 100% renewable resource that we have. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, bioplastics when you can, but bioplastics not composted at the right industrial facility or just recycle anyway. So it's not like you can, you know, take the bioplastics cup that you have and put it in your, you know, backyard worm compost and it'll just become soil, you know. Uh, yeah, I would say just ask, ask your friends who care and start conversations about it um oh butts oh my god yes i butts. forgot to talk about butts yeah please talk about butts. Um, i love butts but uh you know cigarette butts i don't love because they are the number one most littered item mm. and i think it is a huge misconception that they are compostable or it's just some just a wonderful symbol of i don't give a shit mm. <laughs> um and and you have so many butt Butt cans, butt cans. Yeah, we're super stoked yeah. on those. Those are new this year. We made them to look like cigarettes, and hopefully they'll bring people in, and those are recyclable. We have a hookup with, what is it called? TerraCycle. TerraCycle. We're TerraCycle. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So tell us about butts, and, like, because I saw a sign that you had at the EcoHub about butts. How, like, what was it, like 50? So one cigarette butt has enough toxicity in it that when that toxicity leaps, is eventually into the ocean because all water drains to the ocean uh it kills the equivalent of four inches of fish and that's kind of like sounds like a s just random statistic but it's just to kind of contextualize uh the amount of poison you know we talk a lot about how cigarettes are bad and uh but do we think about how much that nasty carcinogenic quality when thrown on the ground spreads out to everything around it you know it can cigarette butts when littered in an area can can like completely change the that soil's ability to regenerate and to do what it used to do you know it's 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 hurting it it's carcinogenic it's cancerous <sighs> this is why i wanted to really have this conversation it's just <laughs> to really educate because yeah we all hear about recycling but like i don't think people really understand the amount of impact like those cigarette butts are having or like right because it's an you know it's so small that's yeah. i think part of that thing too where you just have that moment of like oh it's just a it's just a whatever mm -hmm. um but i think the just a goes as much with you know uh the there is no away thought as you know someone else will do it you mm -hmm. know oh we'll take care of it later you know there's like that kind of just procrastination tendency of like not wanting to face the consequences mm -hmm. of your own actions to take that accountability in the present moment mm -hmm. um, yeah. so what would you say is your big vision with the work that you're doing like what is like the big like thing you wish to see from this commitment and this work like if you're like the big the big ah. so what we say is we want to work ourselves out of a job uh, we would love to make it so that we have empowered people to the extent that we can step away and people are just self-reliant badass non-single use using sustainable livers you know that's yeah. that's the goal and so it is and it is so <laughs> i really appreciate your commitment both of you and everyone here at the trash pirates and much love to Desert Hearts for really keeping this alive and going. And I really appreciate what you guys are doing and your commitment. And it's it's definitely percolating and it's definitely spreading. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for your work and your commitment. And thank you yeah, for being here. Totally. Thank you thank so you. much. And 
made this our dumpster yeah and <laughs> i really i my intention to have this conversation was just to really bring that awareness and to give people the power back over their trash and to really bring that like understanding and that awareness like yo hell yeah wake up yep so we woke over here <laughs> woke in a dumpster yeah yep so thank you everyone for tuning in and thank you for being here and we'll be talking with y'all later bye how great was that episode much love to the trash pirates excited to go see you in the dumpster again this year and i would love to hear what was one of the greatest takeaways you heard from this episode make sure you take a screenshot and tag me at sabrina riccio Make sure you tag at Sovereign Society Podcast and tag I underscore am the moon. Go check them out on YouTube and on Facebook to learn more about their awesome initiatives. But we appreciate you taking the time to listen to this conversation. And I know our intention was to just bring awareness and to pray that, you know, more people are really being more conscious of the single use. It's actually really funny. Today I was at a coffee shop and I went cray <laughs> in conversation with this other hippie woman that was there because they all, the coffee shop only used plastic and even if I wanted water I was like do you have anything other than plastic and they gave me a ceramic cup and the woman's like I'm just so grateful that you said something and then we went off on like just to educate about what's going on in these oceans and the beaches and all these things so I just invite you all to be more conscious and to take initiative and getting that reusable coffee cup and bringing it with you, being aware of the bamboo utensils, being aware of having glass, um, like Tupperware, and to to start being aware of the plastic. Instead of using plastic, maybe you use wax paper or non-bleach. Like start thinking about these things and really listening to the conversation we're having because All of this is really affecting our environment and the time is now. There's no more time to screw around. If we want to see something like the Green New Deal come into action, we need to act as if the Green New Deal is already inactive and it's already already in action and active. And so it takes about us starting, it starts with us. So start taking that implementation, start bringing awareness into your everyday life. Start educating the people that, you know, you may not talk to normally, but I just really invite you to start to be more conscious and aware. So again, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for liking, subscribing, and for sharing this medicine and leaving a review on iTunes. I really appreciate it. You're helping us bring this message. And share this episode with someone. I really invite you to share someone this episode because we can do better. It can, it starts with us. We can do better. We are the sovereign society. We are here to live a life of freedom and peace and justice and awareness. And we have a responsibility here to help Mama Gaia. So take action by becoming aware of your everyday actions. We love you so much. Thank you again for tuning in and enjoy yourself this festival season if you're going to the festival like really become aware and conscious of packing in packing out listening to the advice that was shared with you on this episode and just really start educating and becoming aware picking up trash and we can do better we will be better and we we can we can do this we got this so i believe in you i believe in the future of humanity and just keep going keep up and you'll be kept up as yogi bhajan said love you all so much take care Sanam.